Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. This is David Begin. I got my special guest here, Jimmy Starnes. Jimmy is the owner and president of Starnes and Associates. He started his company in 2012, and he's really focused on life planning and coaching. He coaches individuals, he coaches executives, and he coaches corporations, he co- uh, corporation teams. Um, he's been doing that for, uh, for a while here. He's been real successful with it, very passionate about this, and it's a subject I'm excited to talk to him about. Uh, he lives in Atlanta with his wife, Mandy, and two kids. And Jimmy, thank you for joining me on this version of the How of Car Washing. Thanks, David. I yeah. love being on this show. I'm going to I'm gonna try to be the most featured guest on this show of all time. That's, That's my good. goal. I would love it. I would love it. As I was saying before, I just love spending time with you. This, is, this guy's got so much infectious enthusiasm. I always feel great after spending time with him, and I think you will too. But I want to talk about a subject called coaching, which we're starting to see the coaching industry really start blossoming, at least in, in U.S. and other parts of the world. But we're we're starting to see that. So tell me about your journey from, from your corporate environment to becoming a coach and then tell me what type of coach you are. Sure. So great question. Thanks for having me on. And my story is, uh, it's simple when you look back at it, but the reality for me was I grew up in an environment where I always had aspirations of being a CEO and running a business. And so uh, leadership, and primary leadership and just helping helping others leading businesses and helping others was just always instilled in me um, from a young age my my dad is is a marine uh, and a and an entrepreneur business owner my stepdad was ceo of multiple organizations and so you you know i grew up playing and playing sports and having friends but i also always had that unique Thing in me that said one day, you know, I want to be like both of them, right? A combination kind of of both of them. And so went to, uh, went to college or, you know, high school and college and, and, and was involved in as many leadership activities as I could be in from, uh, the, you know, uh, in, in high school sports and uh, clubs and things like that and, and tried to run them and do, do well with them. And then in college, same thing. Played played football and uh, was was a, a member of the of a fraternity and president of that fraternity, and absolutely loved the leadership component to it. Graduating, uh, my aspirations uh, that I wrote down one day. One of my goals was to be the CEO of Home Depot, which at the time was a ninety billion dollar business. So I had no fear in saying that to anyone. <laughs> that was just what I wanted to do. Right? There you go. So. What I, what I realized after about 13, 14 years of a corporate career was, one, you know, trying to, trying to chase aspirations of being a CEO of, of, a, of an organization that big can take a big toll on your personal life and your family. That's number one. And my family and my, um, uh, you know, my wife and two kids were way more important to me than, than any title or any amount of money. But what I, well, I started asking myself this question probably 10 years before I took the leap into coaching. And the question was, what, what can I be the best in the world at? But 
what could I be the best in the world at and also be a great husband and a great father and a great friend, right? So there was way more components than the money and the title. It was be the best in the world at something, but also do it and do it in a healthy way. So we, me and my wife, Mandy, identified um, this idea of executive coaching, um, uh, life planning, you know, uh, having a business where we focused on those things. And uh, I think it was about six, six or a little over six years ago that we, we formula, I did, I did a life plan with a good friend of mine in Colorado, actually in Castle Rock. And, uh, and doing this life plan, we identified some great next steps for me. And that's where Starnes and Associates coaching was birthed. And essentially my idea at the time was David, that I was going to help people live life on purpose and finish well. So there was two components. I, I wanted men and women to, to really just take hold of this, you know, intentionality around purpose in their lives. But I also wanted them to get to the finish line and be proud of what they had done. That was huge for me because I just didn't see a lot of it, right? So it was like, I want you to live a very intentional and purposeful life, but I also want you to finish the race and I want you to do it and I want you to be proud of the work that you look back on your unique contribution. And so uh, we started the business and uh, I could name, you know, hundreds of people uh, that have, have helped me get where I am. But I mean, I couldn't have done it without friends and family and obviously clients, but the work is so fulfilling and so meaningful. Uh, it's, I, I can't imagine. It's hard. It's, it's not, I don't, it's not the, you know, being an entrepreneur and, leaving corporate America and a nice steady paycheck and all those things are extremely difficult. But the, what I get inside and, and, and doing this is it's, it's one of the best things that I could have experienced in life. No, that's fantastic. That's great to hear. And I'm, I'm glad you're doing it. Um, you know, I used to do sales training. So my transition from corporate software sales was going into sales training. I worked for two sales training companies in Alpharetta, Georgia, believe it or not. And that's, that's the, my that, hometown, my hometown, yeah. that's my hometown. That's right. Yeah. Right, right, right there. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time in that area, but we would go in to do sales training for top level software sales guys that were making six and seven figure salaries. And they were yeah. like, what can you teach me as an individual? And so we would go through the story of why it's important to have a coach. And we would use the example of back then, who was the number one golfer in the 1990s? And Tiger say, Woods. Tiger Woods. And you say, who's Tiger Woods' coach? And you, everybody would know it was Butch Harmon back then. And yep. you say, why does the number one golfer in the world need a coach? You know, and you think about it a little bit. Well, he wants to, he's got to get better, right? He needs that perspective that sometimes another individual can give you. And then we talked about, um, in golf, because it is an individual sport, um, the difference between number one, one and number 100 in terms of the average strokes per round that those PGA golfers had was less than three strokes per round, right? So if you take from number one to number 100, the, the difference between them was very, very little. When they got to that level in their game, they were all very much the same. And so everybody was looking for that edge. And it, high-performing people, I think, seek out coaches. Would you agree with that? There's, there's no question. And, and you have to remember, so if you think about 
you know, me, like what we just talked about, right? So if you think about the idea that the best get better, the best have coaches. I, ha- I have this, I have a great um, friend and mentor um, that kind of says it's like, um, you may be good, you may be better than everyone else, but without a coach, you'll never be as good as you could be. Um, you know, the reality is me. So as an executive, one thing that I think a lot of people always forget when they ask me about this is as an executive, I mean, I I did, I had coaches, you know, and I had a coach and I, you know, we didn't know, we didn't come up with this concept without the, the idea that, wow, that makes you, that makes you better. It challenges you. It helps you grow. And the reality is like if leaders are going to constantly be growing throughout their lives and, and moving, you know, there's, there, there's a, there's a concept that, you know, if you want to maximize your potential many times in life, that involves a great coach. Very, very, very important. I've used coaches for many, many years. I mean, I've gone to a lot. I go to a coaching session uh, four times a year. I've got a personal coach that I use that also kind of helps me with business coaching to to give me perspective. I think the one thing we find is small business owners, whether you're the owner or a manager, it's a very lonely business, right? You're not, you're not absolutely with a large corporate team. You're out there by yourself trying to figure it out. And sometimes you need that perspective. And I think, business owners, especially car wash owners or, or managers, it's really important to have that, you know, have that, hey, I need to bounce some ideas off of somebody. Here's what I'm thinking. Is my thinking correct? A lot of times I'm spending a lot of time just correcting the way I think about things. Right. And so that, yeah. that, that makes a big, big difference. So one of the, the, you know, and a lot of coaches will say things differently, but what I would tell you, and, and I know we'll probably get into some of the ideas around coaching, but uh, a, a great friend of mine and again mentor uh, taught me this years ago in coaching but it was like we, we're in the hunt for truth so whatever tools we're using or how we're guiding or facilitating or coaching the reality is as as a coach my my main job with leaders that I work with is what is truth because you wouldn't believe I mean, and you know this, David, but I mean, how many lies are just covering, you know, and you're just buried in them and the fear and the, the how you're making decisions and how you're leading and how you're responding is just covered in all these things. And so a lot of the breakthrough that we see, you know, in our organization and with, you know, with me, with my clients personally, is just when we just get to what's true and it's very freeing. And it's, it's a lot of fun too. You know, yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. I actually, when I was, I was floundering when I first started the car washes because I didn't know how to manage these things. I had no idea. I, I couldn't figure it out. I hired a uh, car wash consultant, Steve Goudreau from, from Brinks. And the thing yeah. I appreciate about Steve is he would tell me the truth, right? He would, he, and, and I, I appreciated that so much about him is everybody else wouldn't either tell me or they would tell me, not the truth, but Steve would flat out. He didn't care. You know, he would tell me the way it was and the way I was approaching things. And that's exactly what I needed is I needed that truthful perspective 
that he gave and it, it made a big, big difference in terms of how I approached managing the car washes and how I saw my, my role in the car washes. Steve, Steve is a, Steve has had a tremendous positive impact on this industry. Tons of respect for Steve Goudreau. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Steve. You, you owe me something here for your endorsement. I was um, going to say, he owes us both something, right? <laughs> we get a little, din- a little dinner in Vegas or Nashville. Or there you like go. That. There you yeah. go. This episode of the How of Car Washing is sponsored by Diamond Shine. Diamond Shine is the premier car wash chemical manufacturer dedicated to maximizing the profitability and performance of car washes. Efficiently producing clean, dry, and shiny cars nationwide, Diamond Shine helps operators create a top-notch wash experience and satisfied repeat customers. From branding and marketing to on-site problem solving, Diamond Shine's team delivers results. Visit DiamondShine.com today to learn more from the industry experts. When people get into coaching that don't understand it, they think it's like psychological counseling. So can you kind of explain Mm -hmm. the differences between counseling and coaching? Yeah, so, you know, everyone, you know, and, and, and this does really take a lot of time to explain, so I'll try to keep it at a higher level. But if you think about, and I have so many friends who are counselors and therapists, and they're so, they're so necessary, uh, and they're so impactful that it's crazy. But so counseling and therapy, you know, think of things like really digging into the past, and the present, but really think about digging into the past to heal wounds, understand things. Um, you can think mental uh, and physical health, uh, sub- substance abuse. Um, you know, there's a lot of, um, if you think about it, it's like, it's a very intimate environment, but it's really, you're going into to heal something. And I typically would show people uh, that's backwards. And in, in a good way, you've got to go backwards to go forwards. On the coaching side, we focus a lot more, and I use this term a lot, of the, uh, with the ideal future. So it's kind of that vision that you haven't achieved yet, but it's, it's there and you can see it. It's 60 days out, a year out, five years out. There's this ideal future. Um, I don't do, in coaching, I don't do mental health diagnosis. I don't do, um, I don't look, I don't look backwards and assess, although that stuff comes up, I don't look back and assess that. Um, I'm looking at a couple things. I'm looking at future thinking, ideal future. Uh, I'm looking at maximizing potential. So I'll tell you this, as a coach, my best clients have dealt with at some level, probably a great counselor or therapist at some point in their, in their lifetime. The best clients that I have, sometimes I work in, in, you know, together with the counselor or the therapist, but we just, we talk about completely different things. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think there is a big difference. And I think some people kind of get scared of coaching because they think it is counseling, but it's really more performance-based you know, how, how do I look at myself and how I'm performing to take myself to whatever the next level is that I'm, I'm looking at? Yeah, so think of it this way. When I, um, one of the things I do that I love um, with the Patterson Center Life Plan is 
we and as part of the life plan we will take inventory and, and gain perspective on you know past you know but what i love about the coaching side when you kind of break the life plan in half is this idea that this is how we got where we are so as a coach i love understanding and hearing the story of how everybody got where they are right and listen life you know gives out a lot of that right i mean you know, you're not guaranteed perfect health and not losing a spouse and not, you know, that you're not going to have pain and you're not going to have suffering. But as a coach, I love understanding that. And then I love looking at this concept of future vision and action, right? Like that is what just keeps me cranking is helping people. Like I said, I go back to that concept of purpose and finishing well. And it's like, you know, that kind of stuff is what got me into this industry as opposed to going back to school and getting into therapy or getting into counseling or anything like that. It was, I knew I could work with inside that industry, but I also knew that I could also help, you know, leaders into the future. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Give us some examples of some success you've seen because it's because I, I think it'd be good for people to kind of get a vision of maybe what could be. Yeah, so I I always use um I I I don't I don't ask so we don't I don't market myself which is really funny, and the reason I don't market myself at this point is because I really do want to have that family connection and and be present for my children and uh, and my wife. But it's you know, at some point you know if you scale a business you start doing that. But I I remember asking um, Jim Dudley, um, you know, owner of Wash Me Fast, one time. I said, hey, is it time for you to write me a recommendation? He's like, man, I'd write you a recommendation anytime you want. But I remember he said, he said things like this. He said, hands down, one of the best decisions he had ever made. Um, if he was a professional athlete, he, he would have done the same thing, right, like that he did with me. But you know, he tried enhancement groups. He tried boards of advisors. Um, he tried lots of different things. But – he said with, with a coach and me specifically he said, you know, as a leader, husband, father, his company's performance improved dramatically. The culture improved, the financials improved, the productivity improved, the, he, you know, the list kind of went on and on. He sold, you know, uh, sold and merged the business. Uh, he, you know, was very clear just that uh, the business was more valuable because of the coaching relationship. Um, He's even told me before, you know, he'll never do another business or anything like that without having, you know, me as a coach. And so you start thinking about these things. So as a coach, you go into these um, engagements thinking you've got value. What I would say is what you start to realize is your client's feedback really shows you the actual value. Right. And so, the, those kind of statements are the ones that would that that keep me engaged and motivated in a profession that is again it's it's very difficult. But we haven't had a client um, that that I can remember that where you know we're, we go the other direction because what you find is you you find a lot of people right at the tipping point. And I think what great coaches do is they help people tip in the direction of growth, reduced fear, truth, 
I mean, a, a lot of those different things. And, and, and I think the best ones, they do it with visuals. They do it with absolute, you know, you know, focus on truth. And then they, and then they hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want to do and you, and you want to go forward and do. And accountability, I think, is, itself has gotten a bad rap. But when you know clearly that someone is for you, but they'll also kick you in the rear end to get what you want, that, is, that can be a great relationship. I've had clients of mine that have lasted over six years, which is insane. That in, in the industry, you probably shouldn't have those. But a lot of it has to do with, you know, as, apart from all the other things we talked about, you're a trusted advisor, you're a safe place, but you're also someone who is for that individual or for that organization in a positive way that is not a board member and not a, you know, a boss and not a spouse and not, you know, a friend. And they can really help you in a, in a healthy way, get where you want to be in life uh, and do it well. That's fantastic. That's good. That's good. You know, hearing you say that, it's almost, you're doing yourself a major disservice, A, when you don't have a coach. I, I really believe that. You're, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I see, I know a lot of business people that don't have anybody they can go to, to work, work issues and talk about things and, and kind of get that one-on-one -on -one perspective that has got a, you know, a dis, a passionate, but dis, dispassionate person, right? You got to get somebody who's outside that all the, all the realm of your, of your life to kind of give you that perspective. Another thing I will say is be willing to pay for it. And, and, you know, I've paid a lot of money over the years uh, for coaching and I think it's always been worth it. And I think if you, if you find a coach you like and you feel like, Oh, that's way too much money. No, it's not too much money. You know, you need to make the investments in yourself. You're making an investment in yourself and you need to, it needs to hurt when you pay for it, because if it doesn't hurt when you pay for it, you're not going to do it. Right. And so you, you, you want to, you want, you want to feel like you're overpaying for somebody because you're not, first of all, you're not. But second of all, that's, that's how you're going to make sure you're, you're all in and you're going to listen. Yeah, you wouldn't believe, uh, well, I, I know it, but I stopped doing a lot of uh, free coaching uh, years ago. And, and honestly, it's not that I don't want to help people. So if someone calls and I said, if you just want my advice or if you just want a mentor, that's one thing. If you want me to sit down with you professionally and go through this stuff, this is, this is what it looks like, right? I mean, I won't, I won't give you numbers on what I charge for sessions or life plans, you know, on, on here, but yeah, it's not so that I can become, you know, a, a, a gazillionaire. It's because it's worth the investment. And it is true, uh, you know, for, for all of us, right? That at the end of the day, when you're invested in something like that, the result completely changes. Right. The, the, the idea that you, I tell people this all the time, and this is not coaching, right? Because this is, this is more consulting, but always invest in yourself because it's one thing that you'll always have, right? Me, me, me personally as well. And, and, and in coaching, you know, that is, that is exactly everything I do for the client, for the person in the coaching session is custom built for them. It's not, oh, they're just in here and I just need to pay. It is custom built with deliverables and outcomes 
and strategies and I'm going to push and I'm going to know when to step back. And we, you know, just like counselors and therapists, we've got tissues and Kleenex in there. But the reality is, how can I help you get better? But how can I also help you discover and, and, and identify and move in a direction that is yours so that you have a great you know, chance of success? If you come in and ask me what to do, that's one thing. If I can draw out of you what's important to you and help you discover it and, and, and build it and move in that, it's like, a, it's like a 99% success ratio as opposed to just listening to what I say. Right, right. And I love that, and I charge a lot for it, and I'll never change that model. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't, and, and you absolutely should not apologize for it, so that's good. good. Well, if people want to find out more information about you and what you offer, where would you send them? Yeah, I mean, they can go. My website is, is it's very simple. I mean, there's not a ton of stuff there um, uh, in terms of, you know, if they, if they want rates and things like that, but they can contact my, me and my team through just Jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y, uh, jimmystarns.com so j-i-m-m-y-s-t-a-r-n-e-s.com or they can email me directly at jimmy j-i-m-m-y at jimmystarns.com and uh, we'd, we'd love to engage I mean like I said we love this industry uh, I appreciate you you know having us on and letting us talk but I mean my, my goal at the end of the day is how do I how do I help people live lives of great purpose and finish well and I mean, if I can partner with people to do that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely ecstatic and would love to help. That's super. That's super. Well, you can't ask for better than that. So Jimmy, it's always a pleasure, man. I love visiting with you and I uh, look forward to visiting with you again soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.